name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today is Passion Sunday. We know that it's Passion Sunday because when you look around, things look a little different, don't they? All of the iconography, the Christus Rex, all of it has been covered. And there's a reason for this. It shows us where we are in Christ's life and ministry and in His journey to the cross. They're covered simply because of what you just heard read from the Gospel of St. John and chapter 8. Again, the scribes and the Pharisees are after Jesus as He is in the temple and teaching. They keep after Him and after Him. And Jesus, for the first time publicly, reveals Himself by word who He truly is. By making this statement to all of them, the scribes, the Pharisees, all of the people in the temple, he says these words. Before Abraham was, Abraham, the first patriarch, the first that God would make covenant with. Before Abraham was, I am. And when he said I am, he was equating himself with the same language that God gave to Moses through the burning bush when Moses inquired, who shall I say sent me to deliver Israel? And he said, I am that I am. And everyone knew that he was equating himself with God right in that second. And so they immediately went to kill Jesus. But it was not his time yet. And so the scripture tells us that Jesus hid himself away. And got out of the temple. And so every icon of our Lord Jesus Christ is hidden from us. And will remain hidden from us all the way through Holy Week. Until His time has come. Last week. In the Sunday Mass where we were called in the midst of Lent to rejoice. If you remember correctly. From what we spoke about that day. Our Lord reminded us of the very core reason we can rejoice at all. In fact, the only reason that would cause us to have to rejoice in the good works of God done for us. And the only reason for that is that we experience the mercy of God in our own lives. That is, we bring ourselves authentically before God with all of our frailties, with all of our dysfunctions, with all of our sin nature and the sins we commit. And we lay them before Christ knowing that we deserve nothing, but also knowing that we come before the God of mercy. And instead of giving us what we deserve for all of those things, He gives us the exact, the exact opposite. What we could never earn and can never earn, He gives us His mercy and covers it all and brings us to Himself and continues the process of healing us of all those infirmities and dysfunctions in our sin nature to where we can't help but go away rejoicing. And I will tell you that Passion Sunday, this Sunday, sets absolutely before us the God of all mercy once again that we may come to know Him, who He is by His very nature towards us, what He did in His finished work for us, so that we may so earnestly rush to Him with all of these things because we come to know Him better. That's why we have read to us the epistle from Hebrews and chapter 9, which we're going to read at the very end today, that shows us what the position of our Lord Jesus Christ is as our great high priests, 
who stands between us and between our Heavenly Father, offering His own blood to cover us time and time again, that our sins may be covered eternally. That's who He is. That's where He is. And that's what He does always for us. But to understand His role of this great high priest, it would help us to understand the role of the high priest in one of the great feasts of the Old Covenant. If you remember correctly, just like we have a liturgical calendar that is entirely based on the life of Christ, everything that He did in His life, from His conception, birth, life, death, resurrection, ascension, and the outpouring of His Holy Spirit. We follow a liturgical calendar. Well, so did the Hebrews. And it was given to them in Leviticus. They were given a liturgical calendar of remembrances, of celebrations for all that God had done and wanted to continue to do on their behalf. And one of those liturgical celebrations was the feast day of the Day of Atonement. This was the day of the covering of the sins of all Israel for that year. Every sin covered. And in Leviticus chapter 16, we have prescribed to Moses what the high priest is supposed to do on that day and what the people of Israel are supposed to do on the day of atonement for the covering of their sins. And I want to go through that with you. And I encourage you that as I go through what Leviticus 16 tells us about what they would do, what they were commanded to do for this celebration to receive the covering of their sins. I want you to think in your mind and see if you can't see this Jesus Christ in Leviticus 16, for he would fulfill it all. So on the Day of Atonement, all of Israel and all those that were scattered would come into Jerusalem. And not everyone would bring a sacrifice as in some of the other liturgical sacrifices. All of the nation of Israel would present one bull and two goats to the high priest. One bull and two goats. The high priest would come out of the tabernacle to the place of sacrifice. And the high priest would receive the bull and he would sacrifice the bull, shed its blood. And he would collect that blood into a basin. And it was the blood of the bull that would cover the sins of the priest and his family. And then he would receive one of the two goats that were presented. And he would take one of the goats... And he would sacrifice the goat shedding its blood. And he would collect it in another basin. He would take both the basins of blood. And he would enter into the most holy place. The place where the Ark of the Covenant was. And the high priest would take the blood of the bull. And he would take the blood of the goat. And before he would do anything with it, he would set the incense. And the incense would burn and would fill the most holy place. He would take the blood of the bull and he would splatter it seven times upon the Ark of the Covenant and he would splatter it upon what is known as the mercy seat. The mercy seat was the place on the lid of the Ark of the Covenant in between the two golden cherubim where their wings were pointed inward and the space in between was known as the mercy seat. What were they asking for? What is the covering of sins? Is it not mercy of God? And so he'd splatter the blood of the bull. And then he would splatter the blood of the goat seven times upon the mercy seat of God. 
and he would put it away. And I want you to know something about the most holy place. There were no windows in it. There was no natural light that would come into the most holy place. So it would be a darkened place. And especially with the incense coming in even darker. And in that darkness, the high priest would kneel before the Ark of the Covenant. He would kneel before the mercy seat of God. And he would plead rabbinic tradition. Ancient rabbinic tradition would say that he would be there praying for around three hours. Three hours in darkness. And what was he praying? He was pleading for the mercy of God by naming over and over again the sins of himself, his family, and all of Israel. Right before the mercy seat of God. In shrouded in darkness. Let me ask you a question. The last three hours that our Lord Jesus Christ was on the cross, hours six through nine, what are we told the atmosphere became? It said darkness covered the earth while our Lamb of God hung with His shed blood. And what is the Lamb of God doing even upon the cross? Is He not crying out, forgive them for they know not what they do? And so the high priest in the Old Covenant for around three hours would plead with God for His mercy. Mercy for the sins of all of Israel. And he would wait there. And he would not stop praying until something happened. <clears throat> In Leviticus chapter 16. God told Moses how he would declare that he had extended mercy to the people of Israel. Because when he had done so, he would cause his glory to shine in between the cherubim. He would cause his glory in the midst of the darkness. To shine on the mercy seat. And when the priest would see it shining on the mercy seat, he would know that God had covered the sins of his people. And the priest looking at that would know my job is done. And he would get up and he would go out. I find it interesting and not surprising at all. What is the last thing that Jesus says in those three hours shrouded in darkness as he would give up his spirit? It's done. It is finished. The high priest, according to Leviticus chapter 16, he then would come out, the, the sins being covered. And remember I told you there were two goats. Only one got sacrificed. So what happens to the other one? He would go back out to the people where the other goat was, and he would take his hands, and he would place his hands upon the head of the goat. And as he would place his hands on the head of the goat, he would speak the sins of Israel. What's he doing? He's placing all of the sins that have been covered upon the goat. Does it not say in Scripture that our Lord Jesus Christ bore our sins in his body? He would place the sins of the people on the goat, and then something interesting would happen. One person from all of the nation of Israel would take the goat with the sins of the people having been covered upon it. And he would march that goat in between all of Israel, passing through the mob of the crowd. And he would go outside of the city of Jerusalem. And the, all the people would see the goat with the sins upon it, leaving them. And it would go out of the city and he'd take the goat into the wilderness. And when he got into the wilderness, when he knew that no one else could see the goat or himself anymore, he'd set the goat free into the wilderness. What are the people seeing? 
They're seeing two things on the Day of Atonement. They are experiencing the mercy of God by the blood of the covenantal sacrifice. They are seeing the mercy of God cover all of their sins, extending from the very mercy seat. The high priest having stood in between as mediator for them, pleading with God for mercy, they would experience their sins covered. But that wasn't enough. God wanted to show them more. He wanted to show them that when He covers sins, when He forgives sins, He wanted them to see what He does with sins. The image of the goat passing out of their sight and being released with those forgiven sins being placed upon it showed them that when God forgives sins, He casts the sins far from us, as far as the east is from the rest, and remembers them no more. How much is God putting His nature right before the people? This is the God who longs to dole out mercy if His people will come to Him obediently. And He covers the sin. And He casts them as far as the east is from the west. Everything in Leviticus 16. Everything commanded on the Day of Atonement, Jesus Christ fulfilled in Himself. And that is what we celebrate today. That is what we remember today. And that is what we are heading towards Holy Week because it's not time yet. To encounter to experience of the Lord our God. Let me now read to you the words of Hebrews 9 that speak to Leviticus 16 and what the high priest had done, speaking to what Jesus does in the heavenlies for us. But Christ came as high priest of the good things to come with the greater and more perfect tabernacle not made with hands, that is, not of this creation, not with the blood of goats and bulls, but with his own blood, he entered the most holy place once for all, having obtained eternal redemption. For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctifies for the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? For Christ has not entered the holy place made with hands, which are copies of the truth, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us. Don't let those words go right through your ears. Our Lord Jesus Christ, our great high priest, through his sacrifice, bloodshed upon the cross, our great high priest now appears in heaven before the Father for us. And I ask you again, if this is our Lord Jesus Christ being revealed to us even in this day, what keeps us from living authentically before Him, coming before Him, pleading for the very mercy that He has done all of this to give us, that we may experience it don't hide your sins like we hide the icons. Let them be known. Let them be manifest. Let the Holy Spirit stir up that contrition and bring them to the mercy seat. Truly the God of mercy, our Lord Jesus Christ, so that you may experience the covering of your sins and the mercy of God to the changing of your life and the healing of your soul. 
Consider this as we progress toward Palm Sunday and Holy Week that we all may experience and pray for one another and pray for me as I pray for you that we may experience the mercy of God on our way to his resurrection. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.